Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Actus Podcast, a bi-weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news relevant to the CDI profession and Actus. I'm Linnea Archibald, the Associate Editorial Director for Actus, and I'll be your host for today's show, which is part of our Leadership with Linnea series. In every episode of this series, I'll be joined by one guest from the Actus Leadership Council ranks or a contributor from one of our Actus publications to discuss a topic relevant to leaders in the industry, whether or not they currently hold a traditional management title. Today, we're going to discuss how to make CDI a more diverse and inclusive space, welcoming all backgrounds into the industry. I'm joined today by Okenema Awotarai, BSN MA CCS CDIP CCDS. Okenema is the Associate Director of Clinical Documentation at Montefiore Medical Center in New York City. She has more than 11 years of CDI experience and more than 18 years of nursing experience. As part of her CDI experience, she has educated nurses and providers on clinical documentation techniques and workflows. A key component of her practice is the ability to know when to query and key elements to support a query. Okenema has also managed and hired diverse staff, including foreign medical graduates, coders, physician assistants, and registered nurses of various backgrounds. She is currently a member of the Actus Diversity and Inclusion Task Force. Welcome to the show, Okenema. Before we jump into our topic, a brief word about today's sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by the 2022 Actus Conference. Imagine the possibilities and join your CDI peers in Orlando, Florida, May 2nd to 5th, 2022 at the Gaylord Palms Resort and Convention Center. As we reconnect after the COVID-19 pandemic, we all need a little magic in our lives and we all need to imagine what might be in store for us professionally. The Actus National Conference provides countless opportunities to engage personally and professionally with like-minded individuals across the healthcare spectrum. The educational offerings are unparalleled. The networking opportunities are extensive. Our exhibitors are waiting to share their national knowledge. The only necessary ingredient remaining is you. This year, we are offering dedicated outpatient CDI content, a masterclass track to improve your interpersonal skills so critical to CDI success, a location with shuttle buses running to the major Disney theme parks, and more. Learn more or register by using the link in today's show notes. We hope to see you next week, and now back to our conversation. All right, so let's dive into our conversation here. Um, Obviously, diversity in CDI is a really big topic, and we could probably spend the next couple of hours unpacking it, but clearly we don't have two hours today, unfortunately. Um, So to start us off, can you tell me a little about the work you've been doing on the diversity and inclusion task force the last couple of years now? What projects have been really most exciting for you personally and maybe what you're hoping to accomplish this year? Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Linnea. Um, it's a pleasure to speak with you. The diversity and inclusion tax task force uh, strives to improve diversity through the CI industry. Um, this includes issues such as racial diversity, gender identities, and so forth. Um, so this can be done through encouraging CDI programs to review their own diversity inclusion initiatives and take that much needed look in the mirror. This is especially important in like this tense climate that we have nationally, 
um, because we have a lot of Black, Indigenous, people of color, and those with different sexual identities that have been routinely marginalized. Um, we created the Diversity in CDI Award, and we're continuing to uh, contribute to the uh, diversity Resource Library. We have some articles on diversity and we've done some interviews. Uh, we have multiple projects in the works. However, what, what I'm really proud of is the Diversity Award. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just so thrilled by that as well myself. I think it's, um, it's really something to be proud of on the task force and just so exciting to recognize um, the departments who are just doing it really well, you know. Um, I know the when people kind of first hear the term diversity, I think what they often think about is um, racial or even cultural background. But obviously, as you just mentioned, it can mean so many more things than that. Um, what types of diversity are even possible in the CDI world? And what do you think all of those different backgrounds bring to the table? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is professional diversity. You know, this could be either in the skill set of the team or in the professions that make up your team. My team has a variety of CDIs who are from a broad range of nursing specialties. We've had oncology nurses, CTICU nurses, ICU nurses, tele, PEDS, RN, you know, your med surge, and even some NPs. We also have had and currently have some foreign medical graduates uh, working as CDIs. We currently have a PAS CDI. One of my managers is a former medical graduate, and another is a coder. In addition to our um, one of our CDI managers, who's also a nurse, and our medical director is a practicing nephrologist. So I strongly believe that we've created a collaborative group where we can rely on each other to understand everything from coding clinic nuances uh, to changes in patient care and treatment that may vary from subspecialty to subspecialty we're often our first resource in understanding something that's unclear in the patient record. That's wonderful. And I know um, we spoke a little bit about kind of the professional background diversity that you guys um, have in your department for the journal, um, which I am just thrilled to uh, release into the world. I think when, when this podcast is live, folks listening, uh, you will have like four to five days before you can read that article. So definitely be on the lookout for that. It's it's worth a worth a peruse there. Um, when we look at our kind of recent Actus data, we actually very recently did a website poll that found that 61% of CDI programs are actively recruiting and promoting um, to embody a diverse and inclusive team. 23% said that they require some diversity and inclusion training upon hire or annually. And then 10% said that they have no formal diversity and inclusion plan in place and it's not talked about at all. So in your opinion, what do these findings say about the state of the industry right now? Does it align with what your own experience has been in the field? And then maybe do you have any advice for those folks who are in that 10% who don't have anything in place to encourage diversity and inclusion? Well, I think it says that we are trying to get to a better place in, in the industry and that we still have a lot of work to do. You know, if a little more than half um, are working on actively recruiting and trying to embody a diverse team, what steps are we taking to retain them? You know, it's one thing to get someone on board, but would they feel comfortable staying? Um, we should ask ourselves that question. Also, what is your def definition of diversity? How do you know you've you know, achieved your goal? 
um, if only 23% have a diversity and inclusion training, no matter where you know they're located, I think it's essential to a healthy and inclusive work environment to have diversity and inclusion. And again, it's not just about it's not just about race or or sexual identity. It's you know having a diverse workforce, right? Uh, we should really ask ourselves why is that number so low? Why is it only twenty three percent? And what can we do to improve it? Um, I think that the people who haven't had the discussion about diversity inclusion need to figure out how they approach their leadership about having a more diverse and inclusive workforce. How do you take this discussion, this discussion with your supervisor or HR? Is this something you want to have an open communication about in terms of trying to increase diversity inclusion? Um, I would say in my own experience, it does kind of align (laughs) with with, uh, what I've experienced in CDI. I've been to industry gatherings and the attendings appear to be very homogenous. I've looked around and, you know, noted a lack of diversity on multiple levels. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, it's a... In a way, there's nowhere to go but up um, <laughs> from there. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, exactly. But For kind sure. of taking that first step can be really daunting. Um, so speaking to sort of a lot of what I do in my job is working with our leadership council. So I'm, I'm interacting with and I'm working with a lot of people who are on the, the higher side of their department and in their organization. Um, it, speaking to those people, if there's a leader who really wants to make their department inclusive and welcoming to individuals from all backgrounds, what first steps would you recommend that they take to begin cultivating that type of culture? Um, I think the first step is to determine how you see diversity in your workplace. Like, define that. Like, what does that look like for your team, your department, uh, how your hiring processes? Are you willing to train someone without the clinical skill? Sorry, with the clinical skill set um, that you need without the CDI experience. You know, some programs only hire CDIs with experience, um, and it kind of limits the the uh, diversity you can get because we're only hiring from a certain pool, right? Um, a lot of these practices come from the top down. So if you are in that leadership position or close to being a leader then you might be in a position to help make those changes by maybe being more open in your hiring practices and looking for people who you can train to be a CDI. Um, If it requires organizational organizational change, are you willing to be the face of that change? And then once you get those people sort of in the door, so you've kind of worked on the hiring process, is there anything you recommend for making them feel really welcome and like they're part of the team, like they're not sort of the odd man out, so to speak? Um, so I think that goes back to having diversity and inclusion training, right? Um, you have like 10% who haven't having that discussion, but you need to start having these discussions, start creating a welcoming workspace. Uh, my facility is located in the Bronx and where we have a very diverse patient population and our staff is reflective of that. You know, you want people to feel comfortable getting uh, care here. You want people to feel comfortable looking at the records and making sure that they um, that they can understand what this patient's going through. You want someone who has that shared knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. And I think connecting it kind of to your patient population is is really important. Um, I know within Actus, we are often talking about you know the importance of of 
patient care with what CDI does. And I think that this is an extension of that. Um, it might not seem like it when you first kind of think about the topic, but it absolutely is. Like you should have people on your team that are reflecting the patient population that you're serving. Um, I think that's an excellent point. So zooming in kind of to maybe people who are not in leadership positions, so they don't have sort of the hiring power or even the power to institute something like official training on diversity and inclusion. Is there anything that they can do as sort of the boots on the ground to help build this type of program that feels really welcoming, is diverse, is inclusive, and um, is open to different backgrounds? Um, if you are in leadership and, you know, maybe you know someone who is highly qualified and whose skill set would be an asset to your program, they could recommend them to their leader, right? They could say, you know, I saw so-and-so and she is an amazing um, entrepreneur, so she's an amazing PA and you you can hire PAs or you can hire people who aren't just, who aren't uh, med surgeon nurses. Can you recommend that person, you know? And if you're not able to recommend that person, maybe you should speak to your supervisor about being more open in terms of hiring someone who may not be the typical CDI, but may be able to um, enhance the program. You know, as I mentioned, we have a variety of nurses. You know, I think some programs stick to just uh, stick to only the med surgeon nurses, but we have onc nurses. So, would they not hire someone who is not a nurse? Would they not hire someone who is um, uh, not a, an oncology nurse or not a cardiac nurse. We need to be very open in our hiring practice and welcoming of people who have varying skill sets. And I think maybe also getting involved in your local ACTUS chapter and encouraging them to speak up about having more diversity in CDI because ACTUS, we all go, go to ACTUS for resources and for um, guidance. And if your local ACTUS chapter is supporting having a more diverse CDI program, maybe your leaders will look at that and say, well, we need to be doing, doing this as well. Absolutely. I, I think as much collaboration and um, kind of cross-organizational uh, conversation that can occur can be really beneficial here if you're sort of in the infancy stage or you're looking to grow in this area. It's definitely, definitely worth asking around and seeing what other people have in place. Um, so one of the things that we talked about for the article that we worked on together was sort of the risk of not building an, a, a diverse and inclusive um, team. So could you talk a little bit about that? Tell me a little bit about what you see as the downside of having a really homogenous team, whether that be racially, culturally, professional background-wise, any sort of homogenous group, what could be lacking there? I think um, the things that probably could be lacking are the fact that you are not aware that you're making these sort of like um, uninformed decisions regarding your team or even patient care if you want to go down that route. I think that um, when you have a homogenous uh, group making all decisions, they may lack awareness on different levels. You know, we, we risk creating subconscious limitations within the workplace and making incorrect assumptions about each other and our patient populations if we're operating from just that one place. We need to be aware of, of, as you mentioned, like cultural, religious, and societal issues that affect your coworkers, that affect your colleagues, or affect you know, your patients in general. Absolutely. And it's sort of, you can't, you can't do better unless you know better. 
Exactly. And if you don't have people who can speak into those areas in your department, how are you supposed to recognize those things? I mean, you can self-educate to a certain extent, but you're going to have blind spots. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, it's a lived experience that can help you grow, you know, so you need to have people with some of that lived experience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been so helpful. I think I'm just so excited for um, folks to read the article that we worked on together, also just to listen to our conversation um, and to, I hope, come to the ACTUS conference in just about a week from today's podcast date. Um, and then see the diversity award being given out. Um, as we close out, can you tell me a little bit about kind of your process of selecting an award winner? What level of excitement you have? Um, anything kind of about that process? I'm actually very excited about this award. Um, I think that we need to celebrate diversity just as, a, as an organization, but also as a nation. And when I was reading some of the applicants, I looked for people or organizations rather who seem to um, make it some of like their their mission to have diverse people um, and skill sets. And that's what, when I saw the candidate who won or read the application, I thought this person deserves the award. They truly embody what the Diversity and Inclusion Committee meant with this CDI Diversity Award. So I'm really excited about our winner. Yeah, I am too. And um, for those of you who are not attending the conference, I actually had the privilege of writing up a little bit of a an interview with the person who nominated our receiving organization um, that will be in the journal as well. So you can take a look at that and get to know them a little bit, a little bit um, of their program and their best practice advice, I think could be really valuable. And it goes back to what you were saying about the collaboration. Um, this is a way for you to learn what other organizations are doing and see a model that is really excelling in this area. So I'm very excited about that. Well, unfortunately, we have run out of time for our discussion today, but this has been really fabulous. Um, and I'm just so excited for people to dig into this topic more. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Now it's time for the Actus Update, a regular segment featuring the latest news on what's going on inside the association. Today, I have a couple updates to remind our listeners of. First of all, as you heard early in our, earlier in our show, the Actus Conference is right around the corner. In fact, the Actus team will mostly be heading down to Florida on Saturday, uh, April 30th. So we are within just a couple days because we will be at the Actus Conference and busy in sessions and interacting with all of our attendees, the Actus offices will be closed next week. So we will be out of the office for the whole week of the conference, and then we will return on Monday, May 9th. Now, if you're coming to the Actus Conference, definitely stop by our booth, say hello, catch us in the hallway. We'll all be wearing name tags and in session rooms, so we're pretty easily identifiable. So please do pull us aside, introduce yourself. We'd love to get to know you in person for a change. 
However, if you are at home and you are unable to join us for the conference this year, first of all, we will miss you. um, And we hope that we can see you in 2023 or maybe at one of our virtual events that will be announced going into 2022 a little bit later in the year. Um, But we do have a number of resources available to kind of keep you busy at home while you are looking for education but unable to be in Orlando with us. First of all, as we mentioned during our discussion today, uh, the CDI Journal will be available on May 1st. So that will actually publish this weekend on Sunday, and you can be on the lookout for that. We will send out a email notification to our Actus members, letting them know that it is available and a little bit of a sneak peek about what's inside. If you are not an Actus member, you are welcome to become one. We would love to have you in the membership ranks. I think you'll find it a very valuable Um, valuable educational and networking tool for your career. And as soon as you become a member, you get access to all of the CDI journals, both the newest one and all of our previous editions. We publish six a year every other month. There are uh, CEU opportunities with every edition. There's a little quiz that goes along with them. And that means you can ta- you can go back one year to take those quizzes and get your CEU. So you can get six Actus, CCDS, CCDSO, CEUs just by reading the journal and taking that little accompanying quiz. It's really worth it if you are a certification holder, um, plus if you add in the fact that we do four quarterly conference calls as well, you are getting 10 CEUs just by virtue of being a member and participating, essentially. So definitely uh, do take a look at that if you're not a member already. If you are a member, like I said, be on the lookout for an email from us when that journal is available on May 1st. I think that should keep you occupied for at least a little while while you're home and we are all in Orlando at the conference. If you are at the Actus Conference next week, we also have a couple of reminders for you that have been posted on the Actus website. First of all, we are using the conference app again. Those details will be emailed to you, so be on the lookout for that so that you can download and all of that good stuff. We don't have printed materials, so the Actus Conference app is where you will find out all the information about your sessions. You can add them to a personalized agenda. You can network with others in kind of the activity feed and share pictures and thoughts about sessions and all of that good stuff. So definitely be on the lookout for that email. We will also have our regular kind of spirit days that we have done for the last, uh, I don't even know how long, longer than than my time with Actus, so quite some time now. The first full day of the event, so it's day two in the agenda, it's Tuesday, will be Actus Pride Day, so please do plan to wear some fun purple and orange. Not only is this just frankly, a fun activity, but it's helpful on day one of the conference to identify other attendees. So you'll be walking through the resort and you'll see other folks wearing purple and orange and you can instantly identify those are your people. So it's a really fun um, fun way to get to know each other and spot each other kind of out in the wild. The next day, so Wednesday, will be our state pride day. If you have something that's emblematic of your region or state, please do feel free to wear that. In the past, we've had folks wear, um, you know, maybe a baseball cap from their team. 
Uh, people have worn pins that are the shape of their state, anything like that. And basically, it just helps you identify people who might be in your local CDI network that you could connect with and go back home and really continue networking with them in a much more intimate way than you would at kind of the broad national level. Finally, the uh, last couple of reminders have to do with our welcome night reception, which is on Monday. So that is the first kind of kickoff for our conference. That welcome reception takes place in the evening. You can register, get your badge and your conference bag and all of that, and then come on down to the exhibit hall to meet with some of our vendors, meet the Actus team at our booth. We get a kind of feel for the lay of the land, have a drink, have a snack, uh, get to know, you, know your fellow attendees. But we will also be doing something a little bit different. We are going to kind of facilitate some new attendee networking. We will have a couple tables in sort of the lunch area that have little placards on them that say, you know, new attendee meetup or something along those lines. And we will, various members of the ACTA staff, our boot camp instructors, uh, maybe even our interim director and our director of programming, Lori Prescott and Rebecca Hendren, will make appearances at those tables to get to know you. And if you are a first time attendee, the ACTA's conference can feel a little bit overwhelming. So we want this to be a time for you to meet other folks who are in sort of the same boat as you and band together and share your first time experience with people who really understand it and are just as excited to be there for the first time as you are. So definitely be on the lookout for that as well. That brings us to the end of today's Actus podcast episode. We'll be back in two weeks on Wednesday, May 11th for our next show focused on proactive physician engagement with one of our Actus CDI Leadership Council members. You can listen to the show anytime on the Actus website or via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. All the links we discussed during today's episode will be available in the show notes. And as always, we'd appreciate if you take a minute to leave us a five-star review on your podcast app of choice to help others find our show. Our intro and outro music is Media Noche by D. Yan Key, and our ad music is Take Me Higher by Jazzar, both obtained from the Free Music Archive. If you have any suggestions for future guests or topics, please feel free to email us at actus-inquiries at simplifycompliance.com. Until next time, take care, everyone.